Hello, I'm Elena DelVal, and this is the Hispanic Marketing and Public Relations HispanicNPR.com podcast. My guest today is holistic nurse Jennifer Marcinelli, who is CEO of Burn Bright Today. We will discuss gemstone therapy to combat burnout. Jennifer is the founder of Burn Bright Today. She is a board-certified holistic nurse with over 30 years of experience in the medical industry. And she also has a Master of Business Administration, BSN, RN, HBC, hyphen, HN, credentials to her name. She is a certified gemstone and diamond therapy associate practitioner. When she was 44, she had a health crisis and near suicide from burnout. Following those experiences, she has dedicated her career to helping people move from burnout to burning bright. Jennifer, welcome. Hello. Hello from Houston. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for inviting me. Before we get into our topic, Jennifer, what are we talking about when we say that you're a holistic nurse? What does that mean? Well, I was classically trained in Western medicine. I'm, I'm a formal registered nurse in the state of Texas and have coverage across the United States. And I actually formally trained in Western medicine, worked as ER, cardiovascular intensive care nurse for years, where I experienced the burnout that's plaguing healthcare professionals, nurses and physicians firsthand, and then later went into the corporate world of sales the capital equipment sales, selling the cutting-edge technology into hospital laboratories to improve our health care, where I was rapidly promoted into leadership and management and then started my own startup company. And in that course of my, my, my experience, I had a very health crisis, severe health crisis with burnout that led to uh, near suicide. It's quite serious. And being, I had basically become my own critical care patient. So being the nurse, right, and being Western medicine trained, I tried to heal myself. And I was working through the Western medicine model, taking medications, counseling, and all that goes with that, and I wasn't getting any better. I was actually getting worse. And as a part of my burnout and as a part of how I survived my burnout, I was led to having to really discover what was actually causing my burnout and what the problem actually was. And I was then led on this incredible journey of healing through Eastern medicine, including acupuncture, Reiki, Chinese medicine, Chinese herbs, to where I found later, when I was ready, gemstone and diamond therapy. So these are complementary alternative medicine modalities that work well with the Western medicine model. And this approach really opened my eyes and gave me firsthand experience that we are more than our physical bodies, that we have an energetic anatomy, and that burnout is an energy problem. And if we have an energy problem, we need an energy solution. So I received such healing benefit in every aspect of my life with gemstone and diamond therapy that this is now what I do. I'm now out with my own company. I now have my own energy medicine practice. And as a part of that, I sought advanced credentials under my licensure, my RN licensure, to become board certified as a holistic nurse. 
So this means that I'm held to higher standards, and I have other advanced training. I'm also working on white papers to publish. So it's an, it's an advanced certification that gives you more benefit and higher standards and gives you greater access to a larger part of the field, as well as rounds out everything that goes with it. It pulls together healing modalities from the truly holistic perspective, Western medicine, Eastern medicine, gemstone and diamond therapy, and provides all of that that goes with it because we are holistic beings and we need a holistic solution. So that's why I sought those credentials and worked so well with those. What's the difference between a holistic nurse and a registered nurse? So a registered nurse is where you go through a bachelor's degree or higher program within your state and then sit for, for example, in my case, the Texas Board Nurse of Licensure, which is then updated every two years and requires continuing education to uphold. Advanced degrees, you can get master's and doctorates, different degrees in nursing after that, and various different certifications. So there's a small subset of us that go on and become practitioners, some type of holistic practitioners. Mine is energy medicine, and that requires board certification, special study, and very specialized, advanced, continuing education and certification processes. You have to sit for boards and retake those every five years. There are things we are held to. There are parameters that we have to uphold and deliverables to be able to keep that uh, board certification active. Did I understand correctly, in order to be a holistic nurse, do you have to be a registered nurse? Yes. So a holistic nurse is sort of an advanced type of registered nurse. Exactly. We still held, we can still practice anything under our Western medicine licensure, as we often do, but this gives us advanced credentials and advanced training and the, the credentials that go with it. And what does board certified holistic nurse mean? It means that we have actually met all of the requirements. There are stringent requirements. This is a national-based um, board certification. You actually sit an exam, process the exam, and then have all of your continuing education, and we are strongly encouraged to publish. Okay, and just a couple more minutes on your credentials. We know what an MBA is. I think our business audience is familiar with that, Master of Business Administration. You also hold a BSN. What does that stand for? Yes, that means that as a registered nurse, I have a Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. So there are various degrees in nursing. There are associate degrees, bachelor's, master's, and PhDs. So I am at the baccalaureate level for registered nurse. And how is that different from an RN, which is a registered nurse, right? Right, correct. So that means that the, the actual degree, the Bachelor's of Science in Nursing, means that you've completed the education at a, at a at a, you know, a prestigious university, then the registered nurse means that you've actually taken and, and passed Texas state boards or whatever, tech, whatever state the nurse works in. You have to pass those boards and keep them, your credentials, updated every two years or whatever that state's uh, requirements are. And then finally, HBC-HN, what do those letters stand for? That means that I am board certified at the baccalaureate level to practice as a holistic nurse. 
So that is essentially the same thing as saying that you're a holistic nurse. Correct. What is burnout? We said today we were going to talk about gemstone therapy and burnout. So let's talk about burnout first because this is a topic of some controversy and a lot of discussion whether this is actually a medical condition. So if you would start out by telling us what is burnout and who gets it? Is it just career helping professions, et cetera? Yeah, so burnout, I think, we're just starting to really unravel the mysteries of what burnout actually is. And it is a formal medical diagnosis. It's called Z73.0. For any of our medical professionals out there will recognize that ICD-10 ICD code, meaning that it's formally a medical diagnosis. And it has recently been added as a legitimate medical diagnosis by the WHO, the World Health Organization. So it's now getting the much needed attention it deserves. So yes, it's a formal diagnosis by Western medicine standards. And now to take it to the next level is really to understand and unravel and unpack what is burnout and what is its what are its causes of burnout? And that's, that is where I, that's my domain of where I live. I have survived it. I've had it. I've survived it. And this is now why I do what I do. I've launched my entire practice to help people. I specialize in burnout, of course, to help people who have been where I have been and to unravel and unpack their individual causes of what's causing their burnout and then provide the solution because it's not what people may think that it is. In my professional, my personal experience and in my professional practice, what I see across the boards is that burnout is an energy problem. And if we have an energy problem, we need an energy solution. And what I mean by this is a lot of people think that burnout is exhaustion or fatigue, or disengagement, where you don't care anymore, you, you go off by yourself, or you, you know, you wish to disengage and perhaps run away or go on permanent vacation. And often people think that it's caused by, you know, financial worries. We're living paycheck to paycheck. We have these debts. We're really burdened by finances and making making our way. And all of those things are important. And not to diminish any of those causes. And, you know, dealing with a divorce is incredibly stressful and draining. I ought to know. I've been through it. And, again, not to diminish those. They're important. But what I see as the major player, the number one cause of burnout that I experienced and what I see in my practice is that the true cause is by a far more insidious foe it's actually caused by our relationships. Our relationships have become so out of balance and so damaged and so codependent that our relationships all around us at 360 degrees are off. It's causing an energy problem, and it's draining our energy to the point where we're experiencing complete burnout. And I see this across the board. It's an insidious foe that doesn't choose by demographic. It doesn't choose by what you do for a living. 
You can be a mom with children. You could be a CEO. You could be someone working in a very high-profile senior leadership position, president and CEO, founder, chief medical officer, any of those. Or you can be running your own small business. You could be a mom. You could be a nurse at the bedside. Because really what the problem is, it's our relationships, the relationship with every person around us, not just our intimate partners, our spouses, or significant others, but our family members, our bosses, our managers, our relationship with our board of directors, our relationships with our stockholders, our relationships with our children, our coworkers, our colleagues, and even those relationships with the people in our church are, can be affected. And number one, the most important relationship when this gets off that causes us the most burnout is our relationship with ourself. Because when our relationship with ourself is off, our entire energy spectrum is completely off and it's affecting every relationship around us. So if we are then having every transaction that we have with ourselves and any of those people, any of those interactions are draining us and causing our burnout, which is why vacations only give us minimal support. This is an energy problem, and for an energy problem, we have an energy solution, and this is why I do what I do now is helping people understand this. We're more than our physical bodies. We have an energetic anatomy. And our energetic anatomy extends to our relationships, and they need to be balanced and repaired and adjusted so that we can go on and correct and have happy, healthy lives. Our relationships improved, our burnout improves. According to the World Health Organization's 11th revision of the International Classification of Diseases, which I think is what you were referring to earlier, I think you referred to the ICD. 10, so this is the ICD-11, International mm-hmm. Classification of Diseases. It is considered an occupational phenomenon, and they emphasize not a medical condition. They say that it is a syndrome conceptualized, I'm quoting, a burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. And it is characterized by three dimensions, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased medical distance from one's job, or feelings of negativism or cynicism related to one's job, and reduced professional efficacy. This is all from the World Health Organization website and its definitions. Uh, so they say that this is specifically relating to occupational work and not to other areas of life and that it is specifically an occupational phenomenon and not a medical condition. Yeah, so not to diminish their definition from the perspective that they are reviewing it and from the perspective that they're offering But what I see, having personally experienced it to the point of near death and to health crisis and to the point of having to really dig deep to find the true root cause and to find the true solution that works not only for me but so many of my clients. And what I have found 
is that the true cause is an energy problem and requires an energy solution. So not to diminish that they're looking at it from the business perspective and from the workplace perspective. All of that is true. But my work goes deeper, and that's what I'm here to do, is to help my clients recover at the energetic level so that everything else corrects from it. I found another source that says that this isn't new, that this was coined back in the 1970s by a psychologist by the name of Herbert Freudenberger. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure I'm saying it right. Freudenberger. Mm-hmm. And it, it's the original definition referred specifically to people who worked in helping professions, such as nurses and doctors, that they ended up being burnt out, but that over time it has been expanded to many other professions and occupations. Do you find that to be the experience you've had? Yes. Yeah, so I have looked at, I have read his work. And, of course, I've experienced this myself as a critical care nurse. And the, it's true, the statistics are exceptionally high among nurses and physicians for burnout. But my perspective and my solution is different. Having lived this and having walked in those shoes as a nurse and as in, as in senior leadership and management of in vitro diagnostic companies, okay? These are major, major players in in the healthcare industry. I have still experienced and still found that the root cause comes back to energetic issues and it comes back to our relationships. So if you look at a nurse or you look at a physician, let's look at what their relationship is with what they do for a living and what their the expectations that are put on them, not only that are put on them from by themselves, because remembering, let's just look at it from the nurse's perspective, and I'll speak in first person. Nursing is a calling. It is a vocation, and it is for physicians as well. We go into the field of healthcare, of nursing and medicine, to truly partner with people on their healing journey to help them heal and become as healthy and well as they are capable. But there becomes a disconnect with our relationship. Our relationship with the patient is off for many reasons. From the nursing perspective, we are giving standards of procedure which are valuable. We do have to have ways of providing care that follow certain pathways as guidelines. But nurses are different. We also rely not only on our intelligence and on our training and on our standards of procedures, but we also rely heavily on our intuition. Nurses are forefront, first and foremost, closest to the patient. And to to give you a feel for that, there are so many nurses. There are 440,000 registered nurses in the state of Texas, 4.3 million registered nurses in the United States, and about 19 million registered in the WHO the World Health Organization, and studies show that the burnout is exceptionally high. Some of those studies are as high as 66%. And what I've experienced and the nurses that are in my practice, what we've experienced are, speaking from what I've seen with them, is that the relationships to the patient is off. We have taken on a responsibility that does not belong to us because health and wellness belongs with the individual, each and every one of us. 
And any time that the responsibility for our own health and wellness is taken or given away from the individual patient or ourselves and put onto another individual, that relationship is out of balance and we start having energy problems. So it is up to each and every one of us to have our own health and wellness and to achieve that, not to put that expectation on a nurse. So we've got more than double duty going on here. We have nurses who went into the field for a vocation. It is a calling. We are caregivers, and we're here to give care and here to help people save lives and have healthy outcomes. But then the way that the, the medical structure is currently running is that we're measured by outcomes. And when we're measured by outcomes of how well a patient does, the expectations get shifted where they don't belong, and it gets moved over to the healthcare practitioner, such as the registered nurse or the physician, and this throws the balance off. A nurse cannot do anything for a patient that a patient can't or shouldn't be doing for themselves. The role is actually not the outcome, but it is to provide highly skilled, compassionate care in a detached way where the patient or client then takes steps to come into their own wellness. So when that relationship is off, they are pulling in many ways physically, mentally, emotionally, and energetically from their caregiver, from their nurse, or from their physicians. And this is an unrealistic expectation. We cannot expect nurses and physicians to carry the burdens of their patient care and their patient outcomes. I've experienced it, and I see this across the board in my practice. Tell us a little bit more. You mentioned that one source has identified a 66% rate of burnout. Is this burnout in the United States among nurses? What, where would that rate come from, and what was it referring to, and for what year? Yeah, I apologize. The year escapes me at the moment. Uh, it was a study up out of the Northeast. Um, there are multiple stu- there are multiple studies that are looking at and measuring burnout for both nurses and physicians. Um, and I apologize. I don't have the statistic handy. It's not coming to mind. How does someone know that they have Burnout because there doesn't seem to be an universally accepted recognition. So here's the who saying, well, it's not a medical condition, it's a phenomenon. And yet we're seeing sources that are telling us that there is a crisis of sorts in the workplace, whether we call it burnout or something else. We hear that there are many doctors who are suicidal, even doctors in training. We're hearing from you that there are many nurses in the United States and beyond who are suffering from burnout. So what are the the indicators? If someone's listening to us and saying, well, I, I think maybe I've got burnout, Is there a way to self-examine and say, if I have A, B, and C, I'm suffering from burnout? So, very valid question. And one of the things I like most about this question is it really comes down to the individual's experience. So, let's take a look at this and ask yourself maybe a handful of questions. So, let's look at burnout from the relationship perspective. And Perhaps uh, I'll offer you a tip to kind of look at it this way. Take a look at, and I'm going to ask 
ask every individual to take a moment, get into a quiet place, and really exercise some radical self-honesty. And let's take a look at your top three relationships that are going on in your life right now. It could be a person. It could be a situation. It could be not only your intimate partner. It could be business colleagues. It could be on your corporate team. Let's take those for examples. How do you actually feel when you've had a transaction with each of these relationships? Are you feeling uplifted? Are you feeling energetic? And are you feeling well? Or do you leave that transaction feeling drained, like someone has siphoned off your energy? Or do you feel like you have wasted your time that you're never going to get back? And if you can truly say that, truly say to yourself, what is my own energy telling me about this transaction, about this relationship? Is it healthy, moving forward, and an uplifting? Or is it draining me, siphoning me off, and do I feel terrible, do I feel horrible, or do I feel less than after I've had this transaction with this particular person in situation? And if the answer is yes to any of those, you're experiencing burnout. That is a classic sign of energy depletion. It's a classic sign that you've got an energy problem and you need an energy solution. And anyone who's experiencing this, give me a call. We can take a look at it and get to the root cause. How do you differentiate between circumstances and energy depletion? So we're at the moment, and perhaps people 100 years ago and 50 years ago and during the wars have felt this way, but there, according to many of the reports out there, there is a sense in the United States and beyond of anxiety and concern that circumstances are poor overall. There are many elderly who don't have enough resources for the latter part of their lives. There are many people who are unemployed despite the official numbers that say that unemployment is low. There are many people who want jobs and can't find them. There are many people who have lost their jobs and can't regain them. And the list of issues goes on and on. So there are circumstances that are causing people anxiety and depression, and those circumstances are reflected in pretty much all of our interactions. How do we differentiate between those circumstances and our interactions and our relationships with people? Mm. So every experience is different. Each individual is responsible for ourselves and for our long-term success over time. All of the circumstances that you just listed, up, listed off are valuable and they are accurate. But let's take it down to each person. And let's just, I'm going to go out here, just if you'll follow me out here a little bit into the world of holistic care, okay? So we're gonna venture away a little bit from standard thinking and I'm just going to introduce you just a little bit to what it means to take a holistic approach. As we are more than our physical bodies, we have energetic anatomy, 
which include some of the things you might already be familiar with. Anyone who's taken yoga is probably familiar with the chakra system. Anyone who has had acupuncture is probably familiar with the meridian system, okay? Those energy pathways get blocked. They need to be released, balanced, and they need to be nourished. Now, those are some of the basic parts of our energetic anatomy. We are much more complex than that. And as part of one of the additional areas that is a little more complex is a part of our aura, if you will, a part of our energetic anatomy that includes our karmic body. So we have and are responsible for all of our memories, all of not not only this life and in our past life. So as a part of our health and wellness, we also have to deal with and heal and restore and acknowledge and learn from not only the physical body, the mental body, the emotional body, the karmic body, and the intuitive body. And this is a part of what leads to some of the issues that we're seeing, is that we may not have been aware that we we have these things. And we may not be aware that we have a responsibility for other parts of that belong to ourselves. They are who we are. So if we're looking at life only by the situation that we're in, if we're looking at life only by our financial status, our, how old we are, or how far our retirement is going to reach, we're taking a very, very limited view at what is real and what we actually have a responsibility for. So the earlier that we become aware that we are more than our physical bodies, we are more than the situation that we are in today, we are more than financial concerns, and we're more we're responsible for more than our retirement and how far it's going to go. That is a very valuable first step because every time we start working with that, and this is where gemstone and diamond therapy really helps, it provides the information and helps you become aware of these in your own personal experienced way. You can start taking a look at your memories, working with them, understanding them, and healing them. Then other parts of our lives fall in order. Because, again, we're going to go to root cause here. The situation that we are in, if we're experiencing anxiety, we're experiencing financial concern, that is only our situation. It's not what led up to it. We have to get down to what led up to it for the situation itself to resolve. So this is a part of where the confusion sets in. We get trapped in the anxiety that, we ex- that we're experiencing in our current situation because we didn't know to look at it from the energy perspective. And we didn't know to look for a solution from the energy perspective so that it, that part of the situation will resolve itself. So going out on a limb here, but this is what this is my experience in my professional practice, and I have many, many, many clients who have been able to change their lives. Their anxiety melts away, their situations improve, and they basically get their life back, and things completely change course. The trajectory of their life can completely change course once you get your life back and once you get your energy right. And there are lots and lots of people that we've helped and my company has helped that who can truly, truly experienced that you can have it all 
if you get your energy right. You can get through any situation if you have your energy right. And again, it all goes back to we've got an energy problem and we need an energy solution. How is burnout different from depression? Because many of the Mm. things that we're discussing also Mm. are present when people are depressed. Suicidal Mm -hmm. thoughts, lack of energy, feelings Mm -hmm. of hopelessness. How are these two conditions distinct? Mm -hmm. So let's take a look at it from a couple of different perspectives. And first of all, let me just say that Cycles of highs and lows of our emotions are normal. It is natural to have cycles. And when we are going through something very stressful, when we are going through a tremendous growth period in our life, personally or professionally, perhaps we've just been promoted to that new management position, perhaps we're a brand-new VP of sales, or we've just stepped into the role of CEO, or we've just taken on more responsibility as a VP. It is natural to have cycles of anxiety and depression as we're learning. Everything that our experience and our skills and our abilities that got us to that level of promotion got us there. But now, once we're operating at that level, we have to learn an entirely new operating system to work at that next new level. That takes time and it takes experience. And we go through tremendous amounts of growth and hardships so that we can learn and grow and step into those roles. As a part of that, we may experience emotional depressions. Our, our emotions may fall or may be on a roller coaster. This is normal. And if you're going through something very difficult, let's say that your company, you know, let's say you're a startup. You're in the first couple of years where you're investing heavily time, energy, finances, and we haven't reaped perhaps the financial rewards we'd like to have yet. It is an emotional roller coaster. Or you've had a change. The market shifted underneath you, and we're having to adjust and stay in the current flow of how to sell. The way that we sell today is not the way that we sold even last year, much less two to four years ago. I've experienced this personally in in healthcare sales. This takes time, and there's a cycle. It is natural that when we are not receiving the benefits that we're used to or the benefits that we feel we should have in our timeline, to have feelings of depression. Now, this is normal, and it shouldn't always be treated because it naturally wakes us up. It's a message that we are growing and we need to stay in, find out where the current flow is, get there, and operate there. We want to kind of heal ourselves and grow ourselves into that new spot. Now, having said that, that's why we don't always want to treat these things. We want to get to what we need so we can operate at that new level. Okay. Now, having said that, once we've been through traumas, once we've been through pain, once we've been through a divorce, we've lost a job, we had a quarter, we had a really bad board meeting, the stockholders are are really reacting to the last year, the last several years, and we're very stressed out about it. Over time, this puts tremendous stress and depletion over our both emotional and our mental body. Now, again, this I'm referring to a part of our energetic anatomy that is not just our thoughts and our intelligence. This is actually a part of who we are. 
we pull resources from our emotional body. We pull resources from our mental body in tremendous amounts to get us through these periods. But what happens over time is if we haven't nourished them, if we haven't provided, like, for example, the energetic vitamins, if you will, to the emotional body or to the mental body, they become completely depleted. And this is a major part of our burnout, and there is no pill that can fix this. Once, once we get into sadness and into depression and into severe anxiety and into emotional really lo- real lows, there isn't a pill or counseling that can fix it. Those things are valuable. They should be used at the minimal dose required for the minimum amount of time if we need it. Counseling is very beneficial. It is an important part of the holistic solution. But when it comes down to it, if we're experiencing sadness or thoughts of suicide, and Lord knows I have been there, I have walked this talk, I have lived it, I nearly took my own life at the height of my burnout and health crisis. What I found to be true is that the emotional body and the physical body have to energetically be repaired and it has to be nourished. And the only solution, I'm, and I've been around and I've searched a lot, the only solution that I am familiar with today is gemstone and diamond therapy. That's why these alternative methods are so valuable and so popular now because regardless of the science behind it and regardless of how it works, of how it works, the fact is it works. And we can turn around this the sadness, we can turn around the suicide, we can turn around the depression. Again, a big part of this is an energy problem and we need an energy solution. Are there any studies that have looked into this issue of energy and relationships and how they are related to burnout. Most of the information that I'm seeing out there seems to indicate that burnout is mostly occupational, and they don't say anything about energy, and they don't say anything about relationships. Uh, this, these things that you're discussing seem to be much more holistic, perhaps much more big picture uh, you were talking about the meridians and the chakras. And these are terms that certainly for traditional Western medicine are not very familiar. Are there any studies that look at these specific aspects that you've mentioned, which is energy, energy repair, and relationships? Can you tell us what those studies are, when they were conducted, and by whom? Mm-hmm. So there are many studies that look into the science of crystals themselves by prestigious universities of UCLA, National Institutes of Science, and even NASA. I am unaware of any outcome studies related to gemstone and diamond therapy, specifically related to energy that are published as of today. This is an area of interest for me. I myself am working on a white paper, and this is absolutely an area that's being expanded and studied now. And to your point, this requires a different type of study. These are true outcome studies that won't be studied or conducted in the way that we think of uh, for example, FDA trials with a quantitative reductionist method. 
So this is an area that I'm highly interested in and working on a white paper myself. And I'm very excited to say this is an area that is gaining a lot of interest, and I'm hoping in the next, even near future, will be highly studied and looked at from this perspective. Tell us what the definition of gemstone and diamond therapy is. What exactly does that mean? And what is a certified gemstone and diamond therapy associate practitioner? Mm -hmm. So let's take a step back and just provide a little bit of basic science about how the gemstones and the diamonds work. And I'll draw a parallel to help understand. So basic elementary science shows us that everything at its most basic vibrates. Everything is made of energy. All matter is made of energy, and it vibrates. And when it's an atom, for example, positive, negative, and neutral, when it is balanced and vibrating perfectly, it's in health. It's the same thing with our cells, our organs, our systems, or even our energetic anatomy. Everything vibrates. And it vibrates with the light and the sound at a certain vibratory rate or frequency. When we are vibrating, let's go down to the cellular level. When each cell of our body is balanced, healthy, and vibrating, normally that cell has health. When those cells are healthy, the organs are healthy. When the organs are healthy, the systems are healthy. But through the wear and tear of life or disease or anything that, that takes place, even our karma, we can have imbalances in those vibratory rates. Now, everything, like we've said, vibrates. And what we're looking to do is re find out what's out of balance and restore balance. Similar to how, if you think of how a psychiatrist might treat a mental disorder, for example, they might look at the salt. For example, lithium is a salt or a pharmaceutical-grade medication that balances an imbalance of a particular salt, okay? Now, we use the same thing every day in pharmaceuticals. They change a vibratory rate at the most basic of what they're doing at the very, very most basic elementary, they are changing a vibration. It is the same from the plant kingdom when, from which we get herbs. So you've probably taken them. It's very well accepted. I would venture to say maybe even every house or many houses have some type of herbal supplement where people take them regularly. So herbs come from the plant kingdom. They vibrate at their own frequency, and when we consume them, meaning we take them by mouth, they give us a vibratory change at whatever level is appropriate. Let's say it's cellular, and it provides a little bit of health and wellness for as long as it's capable. Now, gemstones and diamonds come from the mineral kingdom. They have a crystalline matrix, and they have a higher vibratory rate. And again, they carry the light and sound. So they vibrate at a specific healing frequency, the same way an herb does, the same way almost anything does. But they're unique to each gemstone and unique to each diamond. Then when they're combined, they have a unique pattern and a unique service they can provide when we have more than one put together in particular patterns or formulas, if you will. So the basics of the science is, it all comes down to 
light and sound, energy, vibration, and restoring balance. Now, gemstones are different. Crystals, the raw crystals, which you see everywhere, they look like geodes. If, if you've been to a high-end spa recently, they're all over the place. You can have them in your home or in your office. They're like, for example, the quartz is the white or clear. You've seen amethyst, the beautiful purple that looks like a geode, and it brings relaxation and, rele and reduces anxiety. CEOs have them in their office all over the place. They're very, very helpful, actually. Those are useful for the environment. But when it comes to being a practitioner, gemstone and diamond therapy practitioner, we are trained and we used the highest therapeutic value, if you will, the highest vibratory gemstones. So they have to be of the highest quality, and they have to be the right shape because shape matters in shape and size matters in, in the world of gemstones. So they need to be spherical. They need to be round or rounded in shape. They have to have a drill hole. And to equate this to science, when we work with these, they're worn on the body or applied in the aura or used in, in some way in a, a therapy session, they're actually connecting with the body's energy field in the right pattern, which is why we now need them to be rounded or spherical or rounded. So the gemstones provide a lot of nourishment, light, and sound. And what gemstone and diamond practitioners have discovered is that there is a very small group, very, very rare, precious, what are called seven-color ray diamonds. Diamond is the master crystal, and it has very advanced healing capabilities and is able to actually perform significant repairs to the energetic anatomy. For example, if you had a tear in your aura, for example, or if the mental body had collapsed and is pressing down on the emotional body, that's one of the anomalies that we see in suicide and depression. That's just one of them. Um, is able to actually repair that. So the master crystal made of carbon works with our carbon-to-carbon -carbon connection. We are humans. We are made of carbon. And those together, working in combination, give us this very, very advanced healing modality, which now um, is becoming so radically popular and mainstream because it works. <laughs> And, of course, the celebrities have gone a long way to really helping it become mainstream and become so widely um, accepted now. And you said there are no studies in relation to this gemstone and diamond therapy yet. Not that I'm related to from the outcome perspective. There have been a lot of studies on the science of it. There's a really good book by uh, Michael Katz, Healing Gemstones, uh, Healing the Body, Mind, and Spirit, there's, there's really good books. There's some good studies on the actual science out of UCLA that you can look at, uh, National Institutes of Science. But I am unaware of, as of today, outcome studies for the actual health and healing or related to burnout. And, again, I'm excited to expand that, and I'm excited to have my paper come out. Tell us a little bit more about how that works in practice. So you work with people suffering from burnout, and you have sessions with them in person or on the phone or uh, via teleconference and identify that what they have, in fact, is a burnout. 
Um, tell us what that process is like and how the gemstone and diamond therapy work in that process, if you would. Mm-hmm. Sure. So if you think of, if you've ever had a hot stones massage or acupuncture, it's kind of like that, except you're fully dressed and there's no needles. So the session is similar to visiting a massage therapy treatment, except you wear comfortable clothing. You may either come in, you may take your session seated, or you may relax comfortably on the table. Many clients, almost all of my clients prefer to lay down and be covered, and many of them will go into a very, very deepful a rest, a state of deep relaxation where they can really just receive, let their mind relax and receive, uh, covered with a sheet or covered with a blanket just to keep uh, the physical body needs to be kept completely comfortable and warm because as we release negative energy, the body cools because we have found that, you know, in in the hustle and bustle world that we live in, especially with electromagnetic radiation, we've actually become dependent on that type of negative energy and we've been running off of it. So one of the first things that takes place in a session after we visit, we have a consultation and we get a feel for where where to start with this is the first thing we're going to do is get the, get the client completely relaxed, uh, laying down comfortably, and then begin balancing the five Chinese elements, begin looking for what's out of balance, and provide the nourishment so the energy field can settle, relax, and get those, if you might say, you might call it energetic vitamins into the aura and into the energetic anatomy so that the healing can begin to take place. Then from there, the gems come out um, in specific, there are protocols that I follow. I evaluate thoroughly the energy field for anomalies, look to see what needs to be repaired in what particular order. I follow protocols and then sometimes just do things right as it comes up. We'll know what to do following protocols, which gems come in. So the gemstones will come in either on a necklace or a therapy strand, be applied in the aura or placed on the body over the sheet or blanket or maybe even directly on the skin if it's appropriate. And they come out in a specific pattern, Protocols are used, and we move through those in order for what the energy field needs based on what I find by evaluation. And these are times, they're usually about an hour to an hour and a half. First-time clients are about two hours, and the work is cumulative. So usually the clients, almost every client notices a benefit with the very, very first application. Sometimes some folks, the energy field may need a little more time to relax and the mind may need a little more time to catch up. But you'll notice benefits straight away. And then with every subsequent session, the results are cumulative over time because it's kind of like peeling an onion and healing is lumpy bumpy. Sometimes we have to heal and receive treatment and therapy for things in order before we can get to the real problem. We need to may, might need to repair some small things before we can get to the big things or vice versa. So again, there are protocols for this. Then the last of the session is spent integrating. That's just a, a, a separate protocol that is worked through to make sure that um, the changes stay, that the energy field is stable and that the client feels completely fully present in the moment 
And, you know, you don't want to leave feeling spacey, right, if you've received a little bit of new energy. We want to make sure that everyone feels completely safe, integrated, so that you can go on about your day, whether you're going to drive or go to your next meeting. Then they schedule uh, sessions. Some people come in for one, two, or three. Some people buy packages. And the results are cumulative over time. Now, that's how I might help an individual. But I also work with relationships. So I've also worked with spouses, intimate partners, also worked with family members when we're working on relationships. We need individual care, and sometimes the family or even the corporate team needs work as well. So when working with a corporate team, that might look a little bit different. I have some clients who contract me to bring me out to corporate meetings that are usually done off-site, so they have the privacy that they deserve. So, for example, if you have a corporate team that's trying to rebalance its relationships and learn how to work together or get through a very difficult time, each member of that team can receive therapy, and that helps the entire team then come together. I've actually had teams um, come in and work even in group sessions. It's really fascinating to see how this takes place. Most, uh, most of those take place in person, but gemstone and diamond therapy, this is the beautiful thing about energy medicine, is it can be done remotely. So these sessions can take place over the telephone or even by video conference. Some of my clients like to just rest and then re- re- listen, by, uh, listen by the phone and then receive the video afterwards. Sometimes they find it fascinating to see what took place in the studio while they were resting comfortably in their homes, wherever that is in the United States or even outside of the U.S. Um, So there's a variety of ways to do this, and it's all customizable uh, for what the individual's energy field actually needs in what order and at what time, because our needs change. We're dynamic individuals. Things are always changing. And as we receive the healing, the energy field shifts again. So we always work with what's going on exactly in that moment, and it helps the energy field take its next step towards health and wellness on its healing journey. What is the price range for the sessions, or maybe they're all priced equally? Can you tell us a little bit about what kind of costs are involved? So depending if um, who you're working with, in my practice, I have individual pricing that can start at the hour, hour to an hour and a half rate that's, you know, in the mid, mid hundreds. And then I have packages that start in the thousands, and I have corporate packages that go up from there. And I have international packages that start, you know, well above 25K. Uh, I also have packages where I fly out to work with families. Like, for example, for example, let's say that you're a CEO and you're experiencing burnout and you don't really want the board or your stock, your shareholders to know that you're working with Jennifer Marcinelli for burnout, right? Um, they, these folks may contract me to come out and work on site with them, for example, where their family is vacationing. Let's say the family is vacationing in Hawaii. We'll have a contract where I go out on site for, like, say, a week or 10 days and work with the individual in a studio or in a, um, in a you know, in like a spa-type environment or a sectioned-off portion of the hotel. So I work with the individual and then, of course, work with all their family members. Because one of the things 
we see across the board that's true to be about burnout is that if an executive is experiencing burnout, so is their family. Their family's experiencing it, their spouse, their children, and even their pets. We, we're all energy. We're all made of energy, and we're all interacting with each other. So if we're burned out, so is the family, and so are the pets. So I actually sometimes come out and work with the family pets as well. I, spe- I specialize in dogs, cats, and horses. You mentioned earlier that even after one session, there is always an immediate feedback of an improvement. How do patients know that there is an improvement? Is there some measure that therapists follow that says, I'm at point A in my burnout, and after a session, I'm at point B? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to manage expectations right up front of learning how to, number one, learning how to read and acknowledge your energy and where it really is. And sometimes there's a little bit of a learning curve. If energy medicine is new to a client, they may need just a little more time and coaching to just get the actual experience of understanding what's going on with their energy field and what they're feeling. And I'll give you an example. I have um, an engineer client who did a beautiful video testimonial. And he's uh, by, by trade an engineer. And he, you know, got to be measured. If I can't measure it, see it, then it doesn't exist, right? And he experienced um, a very significant symptoms of burnout when he was at the gym to the point where his face became contorted. He was experiencing anxiety. His you know, heart was pounding, things like this. But his, literally his face was contorted. That was, those were his symptoms. And he came to see me for three sessions. Actually, it was a concierge care. I flew to him and worked with him um, at a hotel suite. When he was working out of town, we, we met at the hotel suite. And the first session, he was not, he couldn't feel anything. He, he wasn't able to tune in yet. He hadn't learned the experience of tuning into the energy field of what he was experiencing. And he's like, but I'm going to keep going because I just know that this is doing something. I don't know what yet. And after the second session, As a practitioner, I'm aware of what's taking place and always communicating that to the client so the mind can start to understand it. And after the second session, he hadn't noticed anything. And then after the third session, he had gotten to the point where I I call this a data dump, where a significant amount of negative energy literally he released in his way. It came down his legs and out through the feet. And he immediately recognized it, and he felt the difference. And he just, it it shocked him into awareness. He says, he literally says, even in his video, oh, my God, this is real. This is real. Now I get it. Now I get it. So he's one of my, he's one of my favorite clients. Um, it may take some time for people to, again, tune in and understand what they're feeling and what to look for. Those of us who are sensitive, those of us who are sensitive to energy and who are or maybe have had a different type of energy medicine, maybe they've had acupuncture or Reiki and a little more used to acknowledging or recognizing what the shifts are, they may notice right away. And most of my clients notice even during the session they can actually feel it. Like, for example, 
the gems may feel like they're magnetically pulling or magnetically feeding. For example, they can feel the energies, they, re, they can feel themselves receiving the healing energy. Sometimes it feels like a magnet drawing it in. So everyone's experience is different. And then every client is measured and documented separately because everyone's burnout is different and everyone's, we're all our own unique experiences, right? And we have to work on things in a specific order as the energy field asks for it. I don't want to make any assumptions and work on it in that order. Then we document after every session what the client has experienced and then I encourage all of my clients to keep a journal, to look for changes, start noticing changes, how they feel differently, what's changing in their relationships, what's changing in their energy, and also watch their dream state because we also receive very valuable information when we're asleep at night and the mind is rest, resting and it comes to the dream state. Then this is tracked over time. And then each of my clients, the, the client always drives the session and the client always drives the packages. And the clients then, they know, and then they work with me of which packages they want to continue with and how often and what frequency. And often what I see is as they take their first steps and as they first start getting symptomatic relief and they start feeling better, then they start getting a feel for what gemstone and diamond therapy can really help them with. And then they go take the next step and the next step and even larger packages. How many holistic nurses specialize in gemstone and diamond therapy? Do you have any idea, or in the United States at least? So there is a national registry. So if you're a board-certified holistic nurse, there is a registry. And according to the registry, I am, as I understand, the only board-certified holistic nurse who is certified in gemstone and diamond therapy there are other holistic nurses who practice gemstone therapy. Uh, then there are those of us who have actually gone through a formal institute for a little more formal training and certification. And as I'm aware, there's not another diamond practitioner that's a holistic nurse. And as I'm aware of today, I believe I'm the only board-certified holistic nurse Certified gemstone, certified diamond therapy practitioner who specializes in burnout. For our listeners who want to learn more about this broad spectrum of issues we've discussed, burnout, holistic nurses, and the gemstone and diamond therapy, what would you suggest that they do? Where Are there any sources uh, that they can go research, that they can find more information? Is there information on these therapies on your website? Where would you direct them? Mm -hmm. So there is a community of gemstone and diamond therapists. They may not be nurses. As far as I know, I'm the only one. It's board certified. But I have um, on my website, you're welcome to visit. I warmly invite you to come over. It's burnbrighttoday.com. And I'm more than happy to work with folks directly if they're needing assistance and more than happy to provide a referral if there's something specific. For example, perhaps your problem isn't burnout. I specialize in burnout, but I can work with almost any disease process or disease or illness or injury. For example, I even have a client with an ACL tear. I even do sports injuries. But for example, let's say you have something unique. For example, 
If you're looking for a referral for perhaps autism, give me a call, reach out to me via my website, and I'm more than happy if I'm not the perfect uh, practitioner to meet your needs, more than happy to help you find the referral for one who is if you have something special. Thank you, Jennifer, for joining us from Houston, Texas. Thank you. And to our audience, you have been listening to holistic nurse Jennifer Marcinelli, who is CEO of Burn Bright Today. She discussed gemstone therapy to combat burnout. Please share your suggestions, questions, and ideas by leaving a comment on the HispanicNPR.com website. If you or someone you know would like to be on the show, you can email me directly at editor at HispanicNPR.com. That's editor at hispanicnpr.com.